All right. Hi, my name is Shane Brody. I'm a trans man. I'm traveling around the country talking to other trans people about um, their identity, kind of place, the place where they live, because um, that's often important. Uh, kind of like the local laws are national laws, you know, the policies that are being uh, discussed about us, unfortunately. Uh, also about religion and people's own personal political beliefs, that sort of thing. Uh, some of the trials and tribulations people have been through, uh, that sort of thing. So I am in Oklahoma, and it is very different because I was just in the south and then on the eastern seaboard, and I've been escaping the snow. New York State, western New York State, just got something like um, 70 inches of snow. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. So I left at just the right time. Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um and I noticed coming in here to like Western um, Arkansas and then here into Oklahoma, it got so dry suddenly yep. and I could actually see the sun. <laughs> and I was so excited about that. <laughs> I feel like I missed it when I was on the sea, uh, Eastern seaboard and the air is so clear and nice and uh, it, it's just really lovely here. Um, it feels more like home than the Eastern part of the country did. I spent yeah. most of my adult life in the West. Oh. So, um, so here we are and I have a guest and she's going to introduce herself just like I do with all my videos in whatever way she feels comfortable. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, my name is uh, Danica and my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am a suburban mom. Um, all right. So I, I like to joke that my gender yeah, you're, identity you're is on a, suburban mom. You're yes, a, yes. I'm on a cul-de-sac. A real actual cul-de-sac. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I noticed here that the 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 streets are very wide. Everything's really mm -hmm. open. Yeah. Yeah, that's because there's a lot more trucks oh. and SUVs driven by people here. Okay. Um, oh, you're talking about like pickup trucks. I was pickup thinking, trucks. I was thinking the big trucks. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> more like pickup trucks. Um, here in this part of the country, at least. Pickup trucks are the status symbol sure. car. Sure, sure. Um, so, I was just in the Nashville area, and there mm. was a lot of like muscle cars there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I mean, you see some muscle cars here. You see all sorts of cars here. Sure, but um, definitely pickup trucks. I used to have a pickup truck, mm. actually. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that was. Are you are you from here? So uh, I was raised here. Uh -huh. I've been here since I was three years old. Okay, so. Yeah, I'm I'm an Oklahoman. Yeah. Um, but I was actually born in Hungary. Oh, okay. So that's. Are you? you I don't know much about Hungary. Is yeah. there um, kind of an ethnicity that's associated with Hungary? Uh, yes. Uh, so Hungarian. Hungarian. Okay. <laughs> uh, my daughter. Um, and the the language is yes. very much different from the surrounding right. languages it's it's an entirely s separate yeah so, so i i guess hungarian sounds very different than the other languages that are nearby yes oh, okay yes. Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately while i used to be fluent i mm. don't know a whole lot of hungarian so i yeah. can't do one of those oh where i i can tell you have a little bit of a different accent a little bit, just tiny bit. Yes. yes. See, some people can tell that. Some mm -hmm. people can't. Mm -hmm. um, I I have a hard time telling if I do or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but well, like, I was just around a lot of Southern people, mm, so you sound very different. Right. Yeah, yeah. It sound very different than I throw in like a y'all. Okay. In there or a roof <laughs> or a root. What is know. that roof? Oh, roof. Roof, roof oh, and I say see. roof. Roof. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just in uh, what I would say, what I would call Louisville, but mm. apparently it's Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you can tell when somebody's not from there. Right. Or like um, Boy Boise. No, mm. it's Boise. Uh huh. Yeah. Idaho. Yes. Fancy. Yeah. Totally. Um, <clears throat> so you're a suburban mom. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of your identity. That's interesting. Yes. I haven't had any suburban moms yet. <laughs> How, how, uh, what's that like? What's your lifestyle like? Um, so right now I have, uh, two small children. Mm -hmm. Uh, the oldest entered kindergarten. Yeah. Um, so very young. And so, yeah, so very young. Um, my, uh, my wife, um, she's the one who works and, um, we're, do you stay at home then? Yes. Uh, so right now I, right now I stay at home. I'm part-time Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. He wants to be part of the interview. Yeah. So right now I stay at home. If he does that again, I'll, I can tie him up actually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So right now I stay mm-hmm. at home. I'm a part-time student, um, uh, taking some classes okay. online, uh, okay. in, uh, chemical engineering. Oh, wow. Oh, so, goodness gracious. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's actually, I thought you were going to say like nursing or uh, art or something. Whoa. Chemical engineering. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, th- th- there's actually, um, funny thing. My career change and my gender mm. transition were, they're interlinked. Okay. Um, they kind of, so back in 2020, that okay. wonderful year did you just of change. New, did you just newly come out then? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Um, I've talked to so many trans... I, I keep mentioning this. I keep talking to so many trans women who have mm-hmm. newly come out yeah. during like COVID. Yeah. But, like it gave, it almost gave people space to do some introspection and to change and yep. like slowly at their own pace. Yeah. The masks are also great because, oh. you know, when you're trying to hide that beard shadow. Right. Um, right. That so. actually was a problem with me, though. Oh, yeah. Because I'm very short and I have a higher voice. And right. wearing big clothing in Alaska, people mm. couldn't tell. So right. So covering up my beard was like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So mm. that was uh, in 2020. Yes. I... Um, I like to joke that I didn't get into med school, so I become a woman instead. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's um, so you were on that trajectory. I was so school. yeah. Oh. I like to joke that I didn't get into medical school, so I became a woman instead. Yeah. Um, and so I have a degree in chemistry. Okay. Um, like a bachelor's. A uh, bachelor's and a master's. Oh, and a master's too. So okay. mm. I was working at a biotech. Okay. And like doing wet lab work or yeah. okay. wet lab work in, yeah. the, in uh, analytical chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, How to use a pipette. The, I did a lot of pipette. Yes. A lot of pipette. I've done a little um, minor research in, <laughs> with, in doing um, chemical pour water, uh, mm. chemistry of pour water in um, uh, geology, like yeah. of sediments and stuff. And it was just pipette, pipette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a lot of that. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, so I was doing that. Mm. Uh, I was not terrifically happy with my career, mm. and why is I, that? I mean, if you want to say, oh, um, it was. 
So backing up, I guess, a little bit. Okay. Um, Did you want that, to treat people, by the way, or you just really wanted to do the lab work? Was that, like, so, you know, the choice? Well, okay. So here's the thing. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really quite know what I wanted Mm. of myself okay. until much later in life. Okay. So yeah. I was following a template, specifically my dad. Does that have to do with gender or both? Your Everything. family dynamic or uh yeah, I yeah. I guess so so, you know, raised here in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. conservative state. Mm-hmm. Um and I was raised uh Mormon and Hare Krishna at the same time. Really? Yes. That's wild. Yes, uh, and there's a there's a whole thing in that that I'd love. And, yeah, yeah, let's let's definitely talk about that. Mormon and Hare Krishna. Okay. Yeah. So wow. y- you would think um, a dual religion thing would be like one comes from one parent, the other from the other right. parent. Nope. It was or Catholic it was, and Protestant. Right. Or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Both both from the same one. Both from my wow. dad. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, that sort of religious um, blending, shall we say, um, in order to uh, not uh, have complete and total cognitive dissonance, I was able to kind of take things that are contradictory and okay. kind of smudge them out a little bit and mm. kind of get together and say, well, it's all looking at the same thing okay. just from different angles. So just making it work. So I made it work. Okay. I made it work. My, my, my brain is very good at that. Okay. So um, with your family <laughs> dynamics and then the religion and then mm-hmm. also um, gender stuff in mixed mm-hmm. in there, you didn't quite know like a distinct path for yourself. Yeah, well, okay. well, well, but that's the thing. I, I thought I did. I was okay. basically templating myself off my dad. Okay. And so I was trying that path. I was. I tried really hard, and even if I didn't like it and I was dragging my feet, I was still pushing myself. Yeah, and it's hard too if you're re- like a really smart person. Yeah. Who works really hard, then that's right. like expected of you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, I was, I had been on track to medical school. Then I decided that uh, I think I like chemistry a little better. So I did that uh, for a bit. And then that wasn't quite going the direction I was hoping. Started shifting back to medical school uh, mm-hmm. when I, I got married. Um, started working in the lab and just kind of kind of sort of on cruise control a little bit mm-hmm. uh, with life. Uh, first kid comes along, uh, working on application for medical school. Okay. I get all the way through to the interview, and I get waitlisted. Oh. And mm-hmm. then in March... <clears throat> yeah, of, it's extraordinary what it takes to get into medical school. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is. And it's... Especially if you want a particular place. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can cast yes. a field to many of yes. them and just... You know, play the lottery ticket or whatever. But yes, yeah. and I, I, I was only going to go to OU right. because because your family's here. Yeah, yeah, we, totally. We didn't want to move. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so, so in March, uh, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. um, second child is born. I get a call saying that I didn't get into medical school. And that's right and when the COVID stuff was right happening. right when COVID yeah. was starting to happen. Yeah. And 
the reason was they it boiled down to they didn't really believe I wanted bad enough. Oh. I had the grades. Oh, wow. And that was fine. But I didn't really have a whole lot of job chatting, a lot of volunteers, oh, okay. mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And, I mean, they were right. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to debate them sure. on that. They were absolutely right. It, it, the system worked. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that that is part of the criteria, mm -hmm. though, because... I, you know, uh, medical school is already really exclusive, right? Right. And you have to get these really tough grades and you have to be really like somebody with a lot of stamina. It's yes. not, it's not kind to women. It's not kind to yes. any sort of dis pe people with disability or, yes. you know, cognitive, you know, uh, ADHD mm -hmm. or whatever. Yes. Um, and then they expect you to have done volunteer work on top mm -hmm. of that. It's very classist, actually. I mean, the whole thing is very classist. Oh, yeah. But that extra bit of volunteer work, people wouldn't assume that that's classist, but it is. It's volunteer work. Right. Right. And you have to be of means of some sort to do volunteer work. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, like not have a family, for instance. Right. You know, if you're a single person and fairly wealthy, yeah, mm -hmm. you could do a lot of volunteer work out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's... Um, it was definitely one of those that I, I looked at and said, well, I guess I could make it work somehow mm. in this pandemic. I guess I could. With but, the, with the lab? Uh, well, rather with than... um, um, somehow getting some sort of volunteer work. Oh, in there. I see. So, for a next application? Yes, for the next application. Okay. Mm. Because I was looking at, let's do the next application cycles. Right, right. But I just didn't want to. Okay. I just didn't want to. And did you feel I, defeated by that process of uh, applying or something? Ish. Mm. I mean, yes and no. That I was dragging my heels a bit on it. Mm. Like I was applying because that's what I was to do. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. very concerned and up until very recently, I was very concerned with doing the right thing, okay. whatever that means. Mm -hmm. So, so are you thinking of other people's needs instead of your own? Yes. Okay. But yes, other people's needs as well as other, as well as following a set of guidelines, yeah. commandments. Like you, you said, will. like a template. Yes, yeah. a template. Mm -hmm. um, and so at that time, I, I was only just starting to be willing to listen to myself mm -hmm. and... I was looking at the prospect of applying again and saying, no, I, I don't think I, I don't think this, this is me. Mm. I don't know where I'm going to be going because just having that, um, that sort of direction was, was at least had some sort of comfort. You know, it's like, mm. okay, I'm, I'm working towards this pathway. Right. And so I, so if you're not on so, that medical so if school, I'm not on that, yeah, pathway then it's kind of open and like that's kind of chaotic. and then I have to make a decision right. and that's right. scary yeah <laughs> yeah and then so. you have to decide okay well I mean you're obviously a highly skilled mm -hmm. person but where do you apply that in a focused way you know? right yeah and so I I looked at what I liked and what I what kind of work I liked because I did like parts of my job sure and to make a Long story short, mm -hmm. I I was digging deep saying, okay, what do I want? And I came up with, I think engineering is a lot closer 
mm-hmm. it's going to bring me a lot closer to the work that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's like also a, a kind of a nexus between the medical field and engineering. Yes. You know, like, for, for instance, prosthetics. Right. You know, yeah. And so um, I had to consider that, but if I'm being honest, so part of the reason for going to medical school and everything, some of that came from essentially before I met my wife, mm-hmm. I want nothing more than to give my entire being to some sort of cause to annihilate oh, my I ego see. in work. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while, I'd want to go into the military mm-hmm. um, for nihilistic reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, that's that's true though. Some people give <laughs> over themselves, mm-hmm. and part of that is like having some authority that will tell you what to do. Yes. And the military is very good at that. Oh, they, yeah. They take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're with them long enough, you get a pension. So it's, it can mm-hmm. be a lifetime commitment, totally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Um, so, so having to choose on my own was yeah. a very scary process. Right, right. But once I started to, once I started to kind of open that up, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the gender stuff started to pop out. Um, oh, really? About, it, like, what you want in yes. the world. So oh. it was, it, it wasn't an immediate, you know, I want to be an engineer, and I think a woman. It was more like, yeah, I, I want to be an engineer, and... I, I, that's hilarious. I think right. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, I want... I, I know a lot yeah. of trans women who are engineers. So right. It's kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, another one here. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was... Uh, my mind was primed yeah. for actually listening to myself. Mm. And so that's cool. In, yeah. That's cool that you can so, kind of pinpoint it, you know? Yeah. That's it's, great. it's, um, I, I've taken a lot of time to think about, mm. um, all that and how my process went, but I was reading up on some stories about, uh, Pride celebrations had to be canceled due to COVID. Oh, yeah, right. And I was up in Alaska at the time, yeah. so I have no idea actually what was going on down here. So yeah. tell me about it. Well, yeah. Uh, so it was that Pride events were getting canceled mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. Right. And people were talking about how, oh, you know, these events are very important to them, et cetera. Yeah. And I remember reading it and also feeling like, that affected me mm. and until then i hadn't really so did you think of yourself as being like a, a heterosexual man i mean that before this uh straight straight ish straight ish okay. okay. so i had been identifying as bisexual on and off okay. since i was 18 okay um so but... you were kind of on the on in the yeah. community a bit I wasn't in the community. Okay. That's the thing. Okay. I, it was I a personal identity, but not a yes. community. I didn't really to talk to too many people about okay. it. I did a few, um, sure. but I I never really engaged in the community. Okay. I never really saw myself as part of the community. Interesting. But it took um, being, like, considering yourself trans to, to feel like you were more part of it, I guess. Ish? Mm. I mean, well, not quite. Not because quite. Because what okay. happened is that I was looking at that and saying, you know... I mean, I might be in a, you know, um, a cis man in a relationship with a woman. So, you know, a straight passing yes, relationship. Right. But, you know, I'm, you know, I'm still bi. Mm-hmm. And so. 
That's I'm, a very important point too. And it is. It really is. That's a yes, very important that's, point. That's um that's absolutely legitimate. Yeah. And so I came out to my wife um with a pun. Um it was oh, bisexual no. visibility day. Oh no. And I said I can feel it coming. Hey sweetie, so it's by <laughs> visibility partner's day. Your laughing too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, "Hey sweetie, it's by visibility day." She's like, "Okay." It's like, "So that means in, you know, a few more hours, I'm going to go back to being invisible." She's like, "Okay." It's like, "You know, cuz I'm by." She's like, "Wait, what?" And I said, "Wait, I didn't tell you." She's Ooh. like, "No." And it's like, "Oh, whoops." Uh, uh so yeah. Um after I assured her that this was not a prelude into, yeah. oh, and I want to date men, yes, and, yes. you know, et cetera. Um, so you were already um, married and yes. everything? Okay. Already married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, nothing wrong with polyamory. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. not us. Right, um, right. But, um, but after assuring her that, you know, this didn't change anything, yes, yes. she was accepting just a, an openness yes. more, more just, communication yes exactly yeah, yeah. more communication so we're like okay great and i said well and i'm shortening like a few weeks later okay because i'm while i'm reading up about bi stuff i'm also running into things about non-binary people okay and until then i'd avoided looking up anything about trans people and this is on the internet You're this is on the internet at All, websites yeah websites what, what websites are you looking at like, so m- it was t- it was Pinterest pins of okay. screenshots of Tumblr posts. Oh. You know, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm old, right? <laughs> anyway, I'm in my fifties. It was <laughs> um, so so. Just uh, say that for a lay pe- person, <laughs> right? Um, so essentially, people taking screenshots mm. of posts and sharing it. But what was the content of the, the post? The content would be. People talking about queer things, about okay, you know, bi identities. Sure, like people, Pride was a riot. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and things like that, mm-hmm. and just kind of going down that that sort of rabbit hole mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and Did you follow any follow any personalities out there? Like there are some people who document their transition mm-hmm. or their coming out process. You know that um, sort of thing. At the time, no, no. Okay. Um, so I was, I was just kind of. Reading and seeing what other people were talking yeah. about, and yeah. until up until then, I purposefully avoided anything with trans mm. trans things. I was very concerned with gender. I I was very concerned with how to be a man, how to be mm. the best man, um, and that's always uh, a concern. How yeah, like, I I struggle with that as well. You yeah, know? yeah, it's a, <laughs> but on a different right, right. in a different way. <laughs> um, so it was. Um, so, so I was very well aware of, you know, yes. gender stuff, but in that sense, right, I, right. I had not really looked up any trans things until then because, and I do remember having this conscious thought, what if it turns out I'm trans? Mm. Better not ask questions you don't oh, want no. the answers to. Oh, no. So, so something in there was like, oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> and the thing is, it... Um, That's hilarious. I didn't know I was trans and I didn't even suspect I was trans until 2020. Sure. So I didn't have one of those, oh, I knew since I was four years old and just get, you know. Well, I I will say you're the first person in my project who hasn't had an inkling since they were a child. So, yeah, it is a very common, it's very common. And that, that 
was something very important for me to hear mm. that I didn't miss the boat, so to speak. Mm. That trans people's experiences varied. Yes, it's because very diverse. Yeah. I had only seen a very narrow trans experience. You and know, how would you describe that? Um, it would be the. Um, person realizing when they're younger mm -hmm. they hate their body mm. they want to um uh they know they want to transition from the beginning sure um and they're straight mm. that was the other thing okay because yeah. uh i i didn't r really realize that um uh, trans lesbians existed. Sure, yeah, and yeah, that's you know, a whole that's a that's, whole other discussion too. That's right. like a whole other level. And I will tell you, that's also been a struggle with activism as well, mm -hmm. because the um, sort of the regulating—it's not really a regulating body, but it's a body that looks at the um, the ethics and the the efficacy of um, treatment of mm -hmm. trans people and how we're how we're treated by medical ca uh, professionals and that yeah. sort of thing. And they used to be. Um, what what we might consider now even transphobic because yeah. they would um, consider somebody's uh, sexuality in yes. whether they can whether they would receive trans treatment. Yep. And it took a lot of activism to get to the point now where it's kind of a moot point. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it doesn't matter because there's separate things in somebody's right. life. And um, yeah. Yeah. So so so, so, so it's a lot better. So yeah. So yeah. J just hearing about different people's yeah. But still, even with that, yes. you didn't know that that was also possible. So I there, didn't know, yeah. There still needs to be some activism around that, oh, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. No, um, and it's, uh, and yeah, so just he hearing about that and realizing, oh, some of this might apply to me. Mm. Um, and so... Have you heard the term sapphic, by the way? Yeah. That's like the new one. Yes. Um, yeah. Because yeah. you seem more sapphic. Yes. You know? I, yeah. I would, uh, yeah. That's just, I would describe myself as sapphic. I, I yes. shouldn't say those things, but you, you know, <laughs> it's okay. I'm it's saying that because you seem a little bit hipper. Than, oh, okay. yes. I mean that as such a compliment. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, you seem thank like very young and hip and yeah. and with it. You know, yeah. yeah so yeah, I, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but like uh, lesbian uh, sounds a little stodgy to me. You know, it, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, so so for me personally. Mm. The way I would describe my sexuality, yeah. the easiest way is queer. Queer, yeah. If I want to go queer on a is little such a bit great more, word. I, love it is. Queer. I love it. Yeah. Um, if I want to go into more sapphic, if someone yeah. understands that, yeah. Um, bi, but not bi, but leaning more towards lesbian. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's one of those where I, I'm not entirely is worried about the label sure sure um, and I still just, even with bi people yeah. think of like a bi person as a partier or something you know right right yeah, that's so, still so, thing so, out there yeah it, it's uh it's one of those that um because i'm a woman i love yeah. women mm -hmm. uh i'm with my wife mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of like well it's it's all good so yeah I don't. I don't feel the need to really explore it that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love queer though because it but kind yeah. of kind of encompasses everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's yeah. it's uh it's a great word. I, I, 
and that's actually what what happened next is okay. <laughs> I was saying, well, since I'm bi, uh-huh. uh, that means that I'm part of the queer community. Yeah. So um, maybe let's queer it up and like paint my nails or something. You know, <laughs> queer it up. Just, yeah. Uh, queer everything. Uh, up. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I I got comfortable. I felt like I was allowed sure. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to that, play around That's actually gender. why I love queer, because mm-hmm. it's fun, right? It is. Yeah, totally. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's and just not really having to label it as, oh, I'm exploring my gender, but, oh, I'm just queering things up a bit. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to it, be that serious. Yes. Yeah. It, it, felt, it felt safer. It felt more accessible to me. Mm-hmm. And my, yeah, some people take yeah. another route where they go mm-hmm. into the cross-dressing community, yeah. which is more of the, um, the straight world. Oftentimes, right. oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's uh, that's another thing is I thought that that was the only route mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Uh, that, you know, oh, you have to be a crossdresser and then you know figure out that you're trans. Sure, sort of thing. sure. Um, and so, so, so I paint my nails. You know, my wife helps me with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, then, that's fun. I used, oh, yeah. to, I used to yeah. do that for my girlfriends, yeah. actually. I would give them manicures and pedicures. Oh, oh totally. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I I was looking up things on how to uh, be, I guess, be able to keep the male identity mm. while at the same time doing all this more feminine stuff. Sure. And that's where and the cross-dressing community maybe came in? Ish, it mm-hmm. was more of a, um, I was finding out about non-binary identities. Oh, okay. And saying, well, I might be non-binary. Yeah, And right. then also finding out that a lot of people, when they figure out their sexuality, then they start exploring their gender. Mm-hmm. And so, once again, I um, came out to my wife with a meme by showing her meme of <laughs> something like that. And she's like, You're okay. You're such an engineer. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and th- then... Again, she That's was like, okay, well, what's this? And I was like, it means I'm going to be questioning my gender. But but don't worry, oh. I, I'm not trans or anything. Oh, I mean, no. You know, I, I, it's, it's, it's just playing around with it. That's all. Sure. And uh, she was Well, I'm imagining if the, you know, you're right. doing your nails and this maybe is not so much of a surprise. or Right. Yeah. So it was, um, uh, I started getting into makeup. I started getting into... Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're looking. wearing some pretty cool makeup oh, there. thank you. It's like, um, what, like early 60s style? Yes, yes. that's kind of the aesthetic that, that, okay. that I like to go to. Sure. A little bit of that retro, right. you know, come blending together the decades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I um, bet you go to vintage shops and stuff, probably. Um, not a whole lot. No. I, I, I'm right now building up my wardrobe with some basics. Okay, also, yeah. vintage shops are kind of hard. So even when I was dressing with um uh male clothes you know sure. uh it was still hard to find my size i understand yeah i'm on the other end so, <laughs> so it's very hard for me because i'm smaller and wide right so right it's so just it, difficult. it's yeah it's just difficult to f- find my size and then yes. you know when i'm shopping for 
now women's clothes suddenly it becomes yes. much harder. Yeah, but um, there are brands that oh, have like a retro style. Like yeah. they actually t- uh, take templates, let's use that mm-hmm. word again, uh, uh, from vintage clothes mm-hmm. and they will uh, have new fabrics that they use, mm-hmm. like kind of wild new fabrics. Right. But it's like uh, they're cut and styled the same way as they were back then, huh. which is nice. I don't yeah. have to look into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was I was looking into that. I was... Mm. Um, I, I was wearing some leggings. I was wearing mm. some uh, skinny jeans. Oh, yes. And I, I always was, wonder about those skinny jeans. Yeah. You know, some of those muscle us. guys that are wearing those. Right. And they're like tight, tight. I'm like, right. oh, my goodness. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those that I was playing around with a mm. little bit. Um, but um, but I, I was still trying to juggle it. Yeah. And uh, I remember, though... When um, I would take off my nail polish, mm-hmm. uh, I remember like very early on when I was taking off my nail polish, it felt like I was like scraping off part of my soul mm. because I did not feel comfortable at all wearing it. Okay, uh, so this was work. like in private. This that you was were in doing. Private. Okay, this, this was in, and when I say private, mm-hmm. that includes my wife. Yeah, in um, the home. In the home. yeah. So, so when you would take it off, that means that you had to kind of. Go back to being somebody yeah. else. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it, and it was it was more and more mm. feeling like I had to go to be someone else. Mm. And those, and I was I was reading more about trans people and their dysphoric experiences, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I guess trying out the thought, so to speak, like okay. thinking, okay, you know, could this be a community could I could be, be involved with? Yeah. Well, well, it's. Are these my thoughts? Okay. Is that what I'm feeling? Sure. Like trying to figure out what I'm feeling because a sure. lot of stuff was, a lot of my identity I felt was um, shoved away. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, I didn't really express myself. I, I was very confused at why people would want to do any sort of self-expression, okay. like stickers and things like okay. that. Sure. I liked my school uniform. Mm. I liked being told what to do. Okay. Um, I was well. That's useful for for the kind of work that you do, like yes. chemistry and oh, yeah. engineering. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. that's perfect, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but that's just your part of who you are. You know, it's part of who I am. But um, some of it was also a little bit of a, a safety mechanism. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're so, kind of self censoring in yes. there. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, so anyway, I'm. I'm slowly figuring things out, and doesn't sound that slow. Actually, it sounds well, like you reached a point, and then you were just like, "Okay, I'm going to take this step, and another one, and another one, and another one." Like it. Okay, yeah. To yeah. be fair, it was like that, yeah. and I think that's why subconsciously, like my subconscious hid it, hid it away because it mm. knew that once I started, yeah. I would not stop. That's right. And that's so, right. and why would you? Right. I mean, you look right. like you're having fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, th- this is great. I. The more I w- was looking for myself, mm-hmm. I would I would try things out in the things I liked. I kept doing, yeah. and for a while I was uncomfortable with calling myself a woman. I was like, I'm going to keep trying things out, and if I happen mm. to become to land on woman, then great. But otherwise, I'm avoiding. I'm trying to avoid going down a path. Sure. Because that's what I had been doing all my life. Right. It's like, okay, this is 
the pathway that I need to go. Right. Or it, concretizing something when you're yes. still growing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 and yeah, so totally. instead it was totally. it was a lot more organic yes. because I kept trying things. So mm-hmm. um April of the following year, April twenty twenty one, um I was laid off from my job. Mm-hmm. Well, I what say laid it, off. What was it like in terms of uh, COVID mm-hmm. and stuff? Like, were there still lockdowns down here? Yeah, but, um, I mean, there was some masking, but there mm-hmm. was, it, it, as soon as you got out of the city, there was a lot less people mm-hmm. wearing masks. I mean, um, uh, what was the but, economic situation Oh, the economic like? situation? Yeah. I mean, because up in Alaska, things yeah. were pretty closed down and then they opened up a little bit, you know, it was kind of like that. They mm-hmm. they 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 shut things down when one of the Thunder basketball players was testing positive. OK, and th- that was the whole thing. Is That's that what it took. The basketball game got canceled. Yeah. And they right. started shutting things down. Right. Well, that, and, that I mean, very famously, mm-hmm. that also happened like with HIV AIDS, mm-hmm. like with Rock Hudson. Like, people yeah. didn't really connect it with anybody but, like, a, a gay male subculture. Right. And then suddenly it was the matinee star. Right. And it was like, oh, this 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 is real. Right, right. You know? yeah, so yeah. it was, um, uh, and so at work, for me, mm. because we were, li- we were a biopharmaceutical company, yeah. so we could be listed as essential workers. Mm. So I went back after uh, to work after um, parental leave. You know, I had two weeks parental leave, went back to work. My desk was moved five times um, because it all had to be social distance. I was wearing a mask. Okay. A, I was wearing a mask and a face shield. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. The, anyway, it was okay, guys. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, but, by um, doing lab work, though, you're probably used to all, like, kind yeah, of protocols it, and stuff. Yeah, it's like a bunch of PPE yeah. on it. It's just yeah. like, okay, just tell me. I used to deal yeah. a lot with uh, HF, mm. so that's a whole extra. Oh god! Yeah, oh. that's a whole oh, extra. Oh my thing. goodness! Yeah, yeah, no, that's because I was ooh. a geologist, so you got to boil rocks down. Oh and, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, the HF gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so anyway, there. Uh, I was still working. Mm-hmm. Um, my productivity was cratering mm. due to, uh, well. So I was having issues due to my ADHD, which okay. I didn't find out until I was 30. So okay. it was just a few years before then. So I'm learning all sorts of things about myself. Sure, sure. And um, the, <laughs> the gender dysphoria didn't help. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I get fired after, after the mm. first quarter, mm. you know, get fired for poor productivity. I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. And so it I, had nothing to do with any sort of gender expression or no, anything. Okay. No, mm-hmm. it did not. Mm-hmm. Um, because I kept that closet because okay. even though I knew I would probably be okay, I still mm-hmm. did not want to answer questions. Did they have a pretty um, good corporate corporate culture, like a um, uh, non-discrimination policy? Uh, and okay. I mean, they do as far as race and ethnicity and okay. immigration status and all that is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a trans woman who was there a few years prior, mm-hmm. um, and my uh, then supervisor had made some comments about her. And me, a very uh, non-confrontational person, mm. uh, suddenly felt 
that I absolutely needed to mm. c- confront my boss. And this was before oh, all this. This was before okay, all that. Okay, right. But uh, but for some reason, I need to be a really mm. good ally. Um, awesome. And so yeah, so it was. Um, but she was. I'm not sure exactly how she was treated mm. by her coworkers because she wasn't in the same department as me. Yeah. Um, but I could kind of tell at one company thing that she was like kind she wasn't embedded in with other okay. people talking with other people she was kind of just there yes, I and understand. yeah so she wasn't uh, part of the in group yeah, or whatever yeah okay so it, um so so then you're fired or laid off yeah. or however yeah, yeah. Uh, that's put and then um so you have more time to yourself now yes. and so uh for a while i am job hunting but mm-hmm. I'm not. It took me a while to finally admit to myself, no, I really do need this time. Mm. And so I'm there thinking about my gender, yeah. um, trying to figure things out because I figure that I I need to get this s- sorted out before, you know, I go to wherever I go. Okay. So, so um, the next job or the next stage. Right, exactly. Okay. So right. I figured now's the time to sort it out. And yeah, just, great really work at it um, i think a lot of people took that opportunity yeah. which i i you know it's kind of a ble- weird blessing in disguise you know yeah it's yeah. it's it's not that you want a pandemic yeah. quarantine to happen but or be laid off or be laid or off whatever but, you know you <laughs> yeah you you deal with what you know you play the hand you're dealt that's right so that's right. um so yeah so my wife was there supporting me the entire mm-hmm. way through Great. i didn't hide anything from her mm-hmm. and that was another thing. It was, it wasn't until about 2012 that when I saw um, on Orange Is the New Black the mm. first depiction of a trans of a trans woman where she is not immediately kicked out by her by her partner. Oh, okay. So. But, you know, just seeing even the fictional description, sure. a partner being supportive. Sure. I is that with the Laverne Cox um, character? Yes. Okay. Laverne Cox. She's yeah, the actress. Uh, yes, yeah. she's the actress. She uh, she was playing a uh, Sophia. Okay. Um, I saw a couple episodes yeah. of that, but I don't know much about that yeah, show. Uh, I just know that she's in it. Yes. And wh- wow, she is such a good advocate for trans yeah. people. Talk about like a powerhouse. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah totally. She's amazing. Love yeah. her. Um, yeah. And it was, again, this is 2012, so it was yeah. a while ago. So I'm just filing this information back. Yeah. I'm also, you know, during this time, filing information way of seeing how people are uh, treating trans people and mm. it, how some things are getting better. Yeah, um, it's true. Yeah, that was kind of on the trajectory of yeah. things getting better. I think we're kind of regressing at so. the moment. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. There, there's a backlash, but... Um, but at least I don't even as... I don't even know if it's a backlash though because I mean it's really an aggressive move by the right what yeah. they're doing you know yeah I don't even think it's a backlash because there's so few trans people out there it's just an issue that it's just it's made into a wedge issue is what it is yeah because it has really nothing to do with trans people themselves oh yeah it's, it, it, it's about control and yeah power it's about control it's... and power yep. um and so. Despite all those mm-hmm. laws and, and that kind of nonsense coming up, you know, I would hear 
a uh, a trans woman on a leftist podcast I was listening to. Okay, yeah. And she was, she, everyone used her pronouns correctly. Nobody introduced her as, oh, and this is Allison, you know, local trans woman sort of thing. She only brought up that she was trans when it was relevant to what she was immediately talking about. Sure, sure. No one gave her any issue. And Mm -hmm. I remember listening to that and thinking, haha, maybe I should transition, you know, so I can, like, be respected by people. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, where did that come from? But I think what it was is that I saw for one of or heard since those podcasts for the first time like trans people actually being able to normal's not the word, but at least having the the, the respect that's due. Yeah. And yeah. it's not um that the trans part is the forefront of everything. Yes. Right. Yes. There's there's a full person there. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so who's integrated into their community. Exactly. And, yeah. And so right. it, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. So um mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I think a lot of people want that. I think yeah. um, you know, I think people um look at trans people who are doing activism yes. and they are doing a specific thing. Yes. They, you know, so they have to put it in the forefront. They have to yell yes. about it. They have to be really pushy. I mean, that's how activism gets done. Right. 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 But that's not the vast majority of trans people. Exactly. And also there's some quiet activism in just being mm-hmm. a trans person anywhere. Your existence is resistance. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and seeing and hearing those stories, because mm-hmm. you hear the activism stuff, it's a little bit loud. Yeah. So it's supposed to which be. it should be. Yeah, absolutely should be. Yeah, Democrats uh, don't do anything either if if activists don't you know push right. them. <laughs> I mean, really. Right. And sometimes then they, <laughs> then they try and take you know credit for it, and it's yeah. like okay. It's like, uh, and then they're like, oh, let's be pragmatic and let's not you know oh support God, trans people yeah. now. I mean, right. how many times has that happened? Yeah, gay people and yeah, it's just like even our own supposed ad- advocacy organizations have had to be pushed to to support trans people. Like the HRC used to yeah. not be good about trans people at all. But yeah, so you know, you see the activism, you mm-hmm. see the the political stuff, but then when you hear the the quieter stories, the smaller stories. Mm-hmm know people's lives and seeing that oh no it is possible yeah and even even the activists have their own private lives too (laughs) right exactly exactly and just realizing that that stuff exists yeah that was all of that was kind of brought brought into my head Mm -hmm. kind of simmering and everything like and then i finally because in may 2021 uh, I'm there. I'm still sort of identifying as non-binary, genderqueer, or something, mm-hmm. and I, but, but I haven't really found a gender home, so to speak, because I'm reading about non-binary stories and saying this doesn't quite match me. Sure, but I'm not cis. Sure, uh, I think I'm, in the last few years too, the non-binary community has been louder. Yes. So in some ways, it makes sense that you would see more yes. of that. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. And to be clear, like, I want to be very careful with this. For me, seeing non-binary as was something that felt like it it was approachable Mm. to kind of get my toes in it. Of course. A little bit. Because 
before then it was like well if i experiment with gender i'm going all the way yeah over it was like oh no you know i can experiment a little bit and maybe i'm non-binary yeah yeah and so so for me i you know it was a phase um but to be absolutely clear yes. non-binary people are valid yes 100 valid in their gender yeah and it's uh it, it's a destination in, in unto itself it's a Exactly. Yeah. And then some people, exactly. even if even if it's their destination, they're still fluid within that. Yes. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's um it's one of those that I see seeing their stories mm-hmm. uh it was it gave me the confidence to try out some things on my own. Sure. But I finally had I finally got to a point where it was I, there's the one gender I haven't really tried out, and that's all the way over on the other side of the, you know, male-female binary, mm-hmm. and that's trying out being a woman. Yeah. And I was reading up uh, in the Gender Dysphoria Bible. It's an online web source that collects trans people's story about okay. dysphoria, and it's. I was reading through it. And I couldn't stop reading through it. Mm. And I finally got to a point where I was ugly crying in the driveway. Yeah, yeah. Because I realized, yeah, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm a trans woman. I'm okay. all the way over. Well, that's great that so, you found something that you could connect with. Yeah. You know, that's not everybody's story mm-hmm. that they have intense dysphoria body dysphoria whatever yeah but you know if that's how you connected with it that's wonderful i'm glad that there's that resource about it yeah i I don't know about it yeah i've been sort of not connecting with a lot of websites and that sort of thing sure sure and just because i'm kind of post a little bit post yeah yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. sure sure um and uh and for me again my dysphoria wasn't like intense and and that's part of the thing is that it was like well i don't hate my body Mm -hmm. i'm used to that was the other thing i didn't hate being a guy, sure. I didn't hate being a man, mm-hmm. because that's all I—that's yep. all I was up until then. Right, and but you were making do, like you I said, making do. Right, but once I started to, um, once I started to be a woman, I realized I liked that much better. Okay, and so it so you, was. You, there was kind of this opening to joy or something. Yes, yeah. I was chasing the gender euphoria, okay. as opposed to running away from the gender dysphoria. Oh, there we go. So that's that's the quote. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so, um, and even then it was still a few months before I mm. finally was was ready to, you know, admit. And so I go to Pride with my wife. You mean admit like publicly? Well, or to your friends, or admit it, admit to her, admit it to myself, okay, and start taking steps in transition. Sure. So May, I had kind of that was the egg crack, and I'm like still a little bit in denial, kind of like I just kind of want to wait to see if this disappears or not. It mm. didn't. Um, I go to Pride. I'm dressed up. By the way, I still had a beard. I had a beard from age seventeen. Wow. Until 17. 34. So wow. that's like, what, 17 years? Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's really early for a, a beard, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So I, I stopped shading November 1st when I was 17. Mm. I don't know that was. Wow. Um, and 
I I'd only clean shaven a few times. Now, sure. I would you know sometimes shave down to the goatee. Yeah. I did mustache a couple times. That's basically that what I do too. Yeah. You I know. let it grow out and then I kind of play with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes I shave it off like I did a ways back. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's uh you know, I. But. I was still. I wasn't ready to shave off the beard oh. quite yet because I was like, I once I shave that, I'm, I won't be growing it back. Yeah, so and that's like it, half your was, life, right? That's exactly invested in this, you know, exactly thing on your face. There's a lot this of curtain inv- there. Th- there's a lot face. of ego investment yes. into it, and so so it, it, your beard was your beard. My beard was very much my beard. Yes. There's there's truth to denial beard. Yes. Um, so we were at Pride. I was in the skirt and stockings, and you know had makeup on, mm-hmm. clip-on earrings, you know, you know, pinned my nails, yeah. yep. and the beard. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love know. seeing the the sisters yeah. of of perpetual indulgence yes, too. Yes. They're often bearded yes. gay men, and they go and yes. drag. I love them. Yeah, yeah. No. So and it was like, well, you know, I'm going to Pride, and this mm-hmm. will be. You know, I'll, I'll be accepted there, and I was. Yeah, I was. it's it was fun. Great. I got some compliments. Totally. Um, and then a few, about a month or so later, I finally sit down with my wife. I'm like, "Sweetie, I think I'm a trans woman. I, th- I think I really am mm. a woman." Mm. She looks at me and she says, "Uh, yeah, no <laughs> kidding." Or, yeah. Did you just figure this out? <laughs> okay. It's like I thought we were past this. It's like, what's going on? It's like, okay. well, I was in denial. Um, yeah. But yeah. no, my my wife, again, has been 100% supportive, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. And so so I, I start taking steps um, with, you know, uh, some clothing things. I start to, I look into uh, hormones mm-hmm. and... I get to the point, I, I look into laser, I look into hormones. Yeah. I actually don't shave my beard until the night before my appointment for hormones. Oh my, wow. Um, yeah. So you so, wanted to present yourself well to the doctor or something? Yes. Okay. And, and, and it yeah. was, um, yeah. you know, I I knew that the doctor wouldn't uh, give me trouble for that. Yeah. It was more of a personal, like, yes. you know. A transition. Yeah, a transition. Transition, yeah. there you go. So... Um, and uh, the your relationship with that doctor is it yeah. somebody that somebody in the trans community had recommended? Is it part of? A, is this person part of a clinic? Uh, it, so I I went through a plume. Okay. So oh, online. Yes. Okay. Online. Yeah. Um, and so connected me with the doctor that was local, mm-hmm. uh, or had license in Oklahoma, et cetera. Okay. Um, so they connected you with somebody you could see in person. It was done online. It was a video chat. Oh, I so, see. Yeah. Oh, okay. This so it still, is still online. It's still online. Okay. It's still, you know, there's still a pandemic okay. sort of going on. Sure, sure. You know, uh, but, um, but even still, um, so I did talk to him face-to-face mm. through the video screen. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so I started hormones um, and... Was it by informed consent? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. That's the thing. It was informed consent because by then I was I was only about 90% sure I was a woman. Mm-hmm. The other 10% was denial. That's pretty um, good. 90%. I mean. Well, I say 90%, <laughs> sure. but um, it was it was greater than 50, but it wasn't 100. Sure. 
And so... Well, it's something you have to grow into, just yeah, like we were yeah. saying earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so with the question with hormones, I said, well, with hormones, for me, what that would change, m- most everything is reversible. Mm-hmm. The only irreversible stuff is breast tissue growth, testicular shrinkage, and mm-hmm. possible sterility. Sure. Um, those take a little while to set in. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little bit of time. And honestly, as far as, you know, like, I'm fine with those with yeah. those changes, yeah. you know, being permanent. So yeah. it's let's good go to di- give it a shot. It's good to discuss those things, though, yeah. because for mm-hmm. some people, those factors, even though they might want to physically transition, yeah. uh, um, hold them back from doing that, which is yeah. fine. But then also, they are still a trans person. They exactly. you don't have to. You don't have to go through these physical changes. Exactly. Um, also, sometimes people have medical conditions yes. that um, preclude them from from doing physical transition yes. as well. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So, just to be clear, it was the 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 hormone replacement yeah. theory was part of my transition. Yeah. But yeah. it's not a. It's not, doesn't have to be part of everyone. That's right. And uh, and. Uh, I joked with somebody on a previous interview and we were like, and thank goodness it's irreversible, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. ir- reversible, irreversible or whatever. They, that's kind of a buzzword recently right. by, yeah. you know, the turfs they're using that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that's why, that's why people take the hormones right. is because they want to change themselves. They right. want to change their bodies. Right. So yeah, it's irreversible. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? The- that's not a bad thing. Yeah. And it's it's one of those that I figured within a month, you know, I should be able to maybe tell. Yeah. Um, and just to be absolutely clear, I'm not a doctor. There's something you should, if you're thinking about hormones, talk to your doctor. <laughs> like, um, warning, you know, just, warning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just to be clear, this was my Danica thoughts. Yes, yes. Um, that, oh, I, I'll give it a month and see how it goes. Sure. I did sure. a month. Kept going. Yeah. Well, uh, they they do change you. Uh, they yeah. change you physically, but then they also change some of your emotional yes. uh, capacity. And yes. I mean, just like um, cisgendered people who go through puberty yes. and then also menopause yes. or for men, their, their testosterone um, uh, wanes as they get mm-hmm. older. I, I don't know what you'd call that. Manopause. <laughs> but, you know, some people joke about that. But it is it is yeah. something that happens. Yeah. And so there are changes that they go through as well. So I think it's I would think it would be a point of sympathy or empathy. Yeah. You know, that everybody kind of goes through yeah. these changes. Yeah. yeah. So um, and I, I, I liked what was happening. So yeah. I kept going. Awesome. And that yeah, that kind of solidified things. Yeah, um, and some people do go on yeah. hormones, and then they decide it's not for them. Yeah, and so they and they stop. Totally valid. Yeah, and some people go for kind of intermediate change. Yes, too. Like maybe somebody like Microdosing. me. Microdosing. Yeah, so yeah, maybe somebody like me would just want like a little bit of a mustache or something right. like that. You know, that's kind of their endpoint yeah. that they wanted. And yeah, again, yeah. totally valid. It happens. I want to. I. I asked to start off a little bit small to see how it mm-hmm. was, and then we ramped up. Yeah. Because again, it, and again, this is going through the, my medical Ramp provider. No. Yeah. <laughs> Ramping it up. Um, and so my plan, and so I was not publicly out of the closet at mm. that time. I was still, uh, I was 
sort of going out, somewhat androgynously dressed. Mm. You know, sometimes more femme, but not super femme. To, like, queer events or something? No, uh, just out and about. Okay, shopping. Yeah, shopping Mm, and and things like that. Um, And there were... Once a month, I did need to dress up in um, masculine clothes. And Mm. that was to go to lodge. So... um, Oh, you're part of a lodge. Yes, I'm an ex-Mason. Oh, my goodness. I had uh, joined uh, the fraternity when I was 18. Okay. Um, You know... There's a lot going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mason, Mormon. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What was the other one? Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna, yeah. So, you know, a lot of different things. I met some great guys there, you know, um, and... But in 2020, the Grand Lodge had passed a resolution that specifically barred transgender mm. people. Now, all get, transgender people. Yes. Okay. And the way, so a little bit of background. So, a fraternity, they specifically say man. Mm-hmm. The Grand Lodge of England, which is, it's its own thing, but you know, the other law, other grand lodges kind of looked to it to see, sure. you know, what they're doing. But due to a lawsuit, they um, made a new rule change where they allowed for any member who transitions to remain as part of it. They okay. would still be referred to as brother because they wouldn't change the language, but they could use their name and they didn't have to dress in the suit okay. as long as they dress nicely. Okay, and then also part of that they allowed trans men who had, I believe it was finished transitioning. Okay. Which I'm not sure. Was that the language, like, had finished? (laughs) I don't know if that was the language, but that was the implication that they they weren't going to take trans men who were just starting out on their transition. So. Fully cooked. uh, (laughs) Yes, fully cooked. And so Oklahoma... The Grand Lodge of Oklahoma, um, some of the Masons there had uh, seen that, and uh, they had decided to do the exact opposite. So, mm. saying that no Mason can be uh, can show off a gender. Mm. First off, it said no Mason can take any sort of uh, medical, surgical, or even therapy. Oh my! For transition. So, wow. um, did they allow ED treatments? I know, right? Um, so <laughs> it's the same but, stuff, <laughs> right? So uh, or birth control. <laughs> so are their so, wives on birth? You know, right? right. Yeah. Well, it, it was, and it was. Um, so they specifically had that, and they mm. also had some transphobic language that I don't. Oh, okay, bears repeating. Yeah, don't do it uh, for uh, disallowing trans men. Okay, um, and so. Uh, that passed in 2020. That's right mm. at the beginning of my gender stuff. And was being a Mason important to you? Yes. Okay. Yes. It was, I don't even know what they do, frankly. I mean, uh, it's. Is it just like a business organization? Or? No, nah, it. The, part social club, part. Um, uh, the, the, there's some esoteric spiritual aspects okay. to it. Okay. Does uh, that also but, come out of your family experience? Like, was your dad a Mason or something? My dad wasn't, but his grandfathers were. Okay. And that's kind of what influenced me to, okay. like, well, let me try this out. Sure, um, sure. And so so I'd made some friends there, 
you know, where we could have these deep philosophical discussions and mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would I you say just... masonry is part of like theosophy, or is that different? Without getting too <laughs> deep into the weeds on some stuff, yeah. uh, it's in that realm. It's in that realm, yeah. It's, you know, mm-hmm. so Rosicrucians, mm-hmm. Masons, um, there's, there can be some overlap. Okay. But, but there is kind of that Western Hermetic, Western okay. esoteric tradition okay. All right. uh, that pops up. And so, um, so yeah, so... That this was again 2020, right as I'm yes. fi- just starting to question mm-hmm. things. I remember, and so that was the one and only Grand Lodge I attended, and it was because of COVID, it was virtual. So, uh, or well, so people called in, or people got in there virtually as opposed to all having to be there in person. So, uh, and, did they? Did that mean that you were no longer a member? So here's what it was. Okay. They, it was hotly debated and it almost didn't pass. I want to be clear. It wasn't like it was an easy rubber stamping thing. So it narrowly passed. There was, it narrowly passed. It it had to get two thirds to pass. Okay. But it almost didn't get the two thirds. So. Well, two thirds is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It. But it was, again, hotly debated. Mm. Um, And a lot of the debate was not, you know, whether or not to allow women. It was more of a, okay, this is a little hasty. Let's talk about this and figure out exactly what. Mm. Um, But anyway, went through. So it was a new issue for them, I guess, to discuss. Yes. Okay. But the thing is, it wasn't precipitated by any one particular case. Okay. It was... Just kind of... Just an issue out there. Yeah, just an issue mm. out there. Due to changing social okay. circumstances. I think that's what the word is. So they went on the, on the wrong yeah. side of it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> and so even though I knew mm. the guys in Lodge would have been fine with, with me exploring my gender and yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. I felt scared that, I, that as soon as I say that I'm doing that, that they're going to kick me out. Mm-hmm. And so I kept it from them. And so that drove a bit of a wedge. Mm. Um, and so come around. Well, if you're becoming more and more out. Yeah. And then there's these uh, yeah. things that are sort of part of your former life. I, I, yes. That's, I'm, I'm imposing that term on you. but Former life is the term I would okay. use. And they're, they're sort of clinging to a previous mm. identity. It, yeah. It would make sense, I don't know, that that's kind of like in the past in a way. Yeah, it's, it's part of transition. And that was the social aspect of transition that to me was irreversible. That once I came out, yeah, that would be it. And And hard too, because you're losing friends, basically acquaintances. It's, um, I'm losing an activity that is because really I wouldn't see them a whole lot outside the lodge. Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we would sometimes, but for the most part, you know, that that's why I saw them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and love it's you know, we've got families, we're busy, we mm-hmm. you know making the meetings once a month is you know, like yeah. that's it's tough, but we did, um, and I actually took a leadership position. Um, I was worshipful master okay. in 2022, and so I accepted moving up 
Um, even though you're even you've though, transitioned. Well, even or though I started HRT, yeah. I was... Um, I, I still accepted that, mm. yeah, yeah, all right, let's move it up. Because my thought was, 2022, I'm going to stay closeted the entire time. And then in 2023, I'll come out, and that's a year or okay. so, and, you know, I'll be, you know, well-cooked, so to speak. Okay. You know, I like, you know, poof, suddenly woman. Sure. Um, yeah, that didn't you happen. You seem like you're already there, though. I mean, am I getting the wrong impression here? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, uh... <laughs> It's one of those that I started HRT. I then eventually realized that I wanted to be more and more like this more and more often. Okay. Um, the more people so I came out you tried to, to make it linear and it was not to, linear. It, it was not. It was okay. Not. It was not. And <laughs> There's that engineer in there yep, wanting yep. that linear. I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get it uh, just right, but nope. Uh, nope. So sure. then I get to... Um, my uh what is it uh it's it's coming around uh 2022 mm-hmm. and i'm coming out more and more yeah uh i hop onto facebook in april mm. and i say hey I've, I've been in office for five years things have changed but you know uh i'm going to be you know kind of changing things up yes a little bit so mm-hmm. i changed my profile picture to one without a beard mm-hmm. but not them and then I, I don't come out as trans then. I just say there's some changes, but I use female emojis, and then I proceed to post nothing but trans memes okay. for like two solid months. So basically, and then I so also. So you weren't personal about it, but you just flooded, yeah, flooded just, the airwaves. Here I we just go. Put, put, put a lot of stuff and saying, oh, That's great. you know, trans rights, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know. And it let, was let the memes do soft, the talking. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a soft coming out because a lot of people that I would come out to, uh-huh. uh, you know, who would get in touch with me through Facebook. Oh, you're back on. I'd be like, yep, and I'm transitioning. You know, sort of thing. They were like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. I kind of figured 